Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055-800-854-1055-800-854-1055. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks and Cal Hunter, our producer. And we do have Todd Cunin to my left. He sometimes says something when he's here. Um, we just, we're having so much fun. Hour one was exciting. If you want to go back and hear hour one and you missed it, you can go to www.radiolawtalk.com. Click on our podcast. They're all there. Uh, evidence of what stupid things we've talked about for the last four years. Um, uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, 855-LAW-RADIO. Go to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook. We even have a TikTok that's called, what's it, Radio Law TikTok, right? Yes. Something like that. That's exactly right. And so you can even go to TikTok, even though we don't put a lot of stuff on TikTok. Um, and we, we cover it all. We even have a Facebook page. I'm putting some interesting things on it as we uh, speak and during the breaks that you want to see about Cal Hunter's bathroom at his main studio up in Northern California that I found as I was going potty when I was visiting him uh, a couple days ago. I so, didn't know he brought a warrant, Todd. <laughs> yeah, no, this is. He's not a. Well, so let me turn on your mic. Yeah, see, this is how this is how Fred keeps me from talking. <laughs> He's not a governmental agency. He doesn't need a warrant. Of course, if he didn't have authority, you could just file a criminal complaint. No, if you don't. Guess what? He invited. I was an invited guest. If, oh, if you're I invited, I was invited you to go guest. to the bathroom and take a picture. Am I supposed to hold it while I'm sitting there in the studio? You're not invited to the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, pass the water bottle over there. It's there is a sign there that says for clients only. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to do a case or no case uh, today. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about the Uber Lyft lawsuits, the Epstein. Look, the Epstein stuff, I know a lot of people are tired of hearing about it. There are some interesting things today to talk about with it concerning some pictures that were revealed, uh, Maxwell's depositions and whether or not they're going to be um, um, disclosed and and a lot of uh, legal issues around that. Are we covering the Judge Judy twenty two million? You guys brought that up. I was going to put that a third hour because because here's the thing that should be covered if for no other reason than to read verbatim the first paragraph of that complaint. Oh my gosh. Okay, we will do Judge Judy. <laughs> okay, let's just do briefly Judge Judy after 
the case or no case. Okay. And then because I was going to put that to third hour, but let's do that <laughs> since you guys want to want to talk about the Judge Judy thing because Judge Judy is she's so poor. I worry about her yes. her financial yes, status. Yes, yes, she yes. just so you know she makes. Is it four hundred thousand an episode or forty? I don't know. Some ridiculous amount. Oh no, she makes eighty thousand, eighty million a year, forty million a year. She's or? she's the highest paid um, TV personality. But yeah. she has not only filed a lawsuit for twenty two million dollars, but has also engaged in what some are calling a very deft PR move in connection with the case. We'll okay, we're going to explain that. Roll case or no case. All right, now. here we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yeah. Under the doctrine of sovereign immunity, you cannot typically sue the federal government without the federal government's permission to sue. That's why so many environmental groups sue the EPA. The EPA gives them permission to sue. But Tricia Barnwell was a little more tenacious than even the average military mom and spouse. Her husband, Larry Barnwell, was in the Marine Corps. He was serving overseas when his bulletproof armor, in a training exercise, when his bulletproof armor was hit by a live round during combat training. And it was not armor at all. Larry had the shell from the training exercise passed through the armor, through his upper body, bouncing off the spine and exiting. Larry was unable to move his lower extremities, and the doctor says it is unlikely that he ever will. And so she thought, well, I'm going to sue the Marines, but I need their permission to do so. May as well have asked for permission to run over the sergeant's bulldog. But a Marine lawyer took her aside and said, you might want to seek private counsel and take a look at the RCS armor, armor, RCS armor Company as a target to recover damage from the defective armor, but just do so and leave the Marines out of it. That way you can sue anybody you want to. And that, my friends, is the setup for Case and No Case. And, Mr. Penny, I thought this might be in your wheelhouse, so let's have you do... It's right in my wheelhouse. That is exactly my wheelhouse. First yeah. of all, uh, you know, uh, gen- I'm, I'm talking generalities. There's sure. depend. Every state's different, and every federal the federal government's different. Like in California, it's Government Code Section 835 at SEC, I say, which means it's other parts that you can sue the government, but they have a lot more immunities. It's a lot more hurdles to get over. I mean, generally speaking, people always say, "Oh, I want to sue the government." Yes, you can, but it's just difficult to win because of their immunities. I and mean, because they have more lawyers than you do. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have the money, but but they do. They have. They have special immunities, and I get that because otherwise all the taxpayer money is going to go to personal injury lawyers like me. So, uh, so, th- so that's that. There are some issues there. The other issue is, is he can claim a federal work comp claim. I mean, he was on the basically on the job. He can try to claim work comp, um, but uh, th- this is what's rolling into what's called product liability cases, and that happens all the time. And what will happen is there'll be a work comp claim open. And uh, so they'll try for workers' compensation, federal workers' compensation. And by the way, my, and I don't do workers' compensation, but my friends that do uh, uh, generally do workers' comp. Everyone runs away from federal workers' comp. It's a very difficult uh, part uh, for some reason. Nobody likes doing it, no lawyers. It's hard to find a lawyer that will do a federal workers' comp. And then what you do is then you go after the product company. And the product company will then, the workers' comp will then stick their hands out and say, you get money from the product company, you got to reimburse us back for what we paid under your workers' comp. Yeah, it's almost like an insurance policy. That's exactly right, which yeah. is kind of bad away for the lawyers because they're going... You know, I'm working for the I'm working for the government here to get their money back, and they're not paying me anything. You see what I'm saying? So well, that's why a lot of lawyers don't like to do this. But uh, that is a that is sounds like a case, and it, I could see it's so it is logical. That's the problem. But but yes, it's a product liability case. The if that uh, if his armor was meant to protect him and it didn't, 
then uh, he can uh, pursue a third-party case against the armor company. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Kunin, what do you say, case or no case? What Fred said. <laughs> okay, so you're saying, yes, that is a case. It, it, it's a okay. case. Yeah, I'm just going along with Fred in this one. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I think that was, it was a very logical and well-laid-out argument. Denise, what say you, the leader of the current case-or-no-case case game? <laughs> and by, I haven't even been here, folks. A couple of points. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's, and she's just sick about the whole thing, as you can tell. <laughs> i gotta, I got to go back and listen to the podcast and check the accounting there. You, you do. You should, because I think that, um, ta- that I've, I've found more points for Fred. Anyway, um, let me think about this just for a second. That's a shocker. It definitely is. (laughs) It definitely is a defect issue. Mm -hmm. The armor was defective. If in fact it didn't act as armor and protect him, and him being a paraplegic, those are huge damages. So it could be a very, you know, big thing. But can the can the uh, uh, sovereign immunity extend to the armor company? I don't know. No. That's one of the things that I was kind of wondering. That's your area, not the mine. The answer is no. Then I'm going to say no case. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. It's too and straightforward. It is. You're right, Denise. That's a smart analysis. Mm, very good. Well, so I guess we can probably get down to this. We have the Let's time. Let's do it. Let's do okay, it, Okay, so uh, how many of you say this is a case? May I see by a show of hands? That's Fred and Todd. Oh, man. Oh, Denise is so much smarter than us. Dang it. I'm so I am. I tell you, I have never done so poorly at case or no case than this this year. This is my worst year of all oh, time. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, this is a scenario I saw on a television show, and I thought I would transfer it over to case or no case. After it was a television show? Yeah, after reading the bathroom reader about it. You know. Oh, Cal, he really tricked me. Denise was smart, because guess what? It's not only about case or no case, but it's trying to figure out Cal. Yep, and you haven't been able to get me so far today, but we have one more. Next time, I'm going to talk about a law firm in Utah that does not want to use any of the principles in its name. And if, oh, nice. so that's an interesting case or no case coming up next hour. And I hope All right, we're going to talk that. about also uh, Judge Judy when we come back. This is Radio Law Talk, and we will continue with the program in just a little bit right here. We hope you'll stay there. Don't go away. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch a hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road. Come visit the dog. Quick quack car wash. Where your car will always leave happy. Guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone like nobody else could possibly understand we understand we're overeaters anonymous and we have helped thousands of people just like you people who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy rewarding life overeaters anonymous help me get my life back now i eat in a way that's healthy and good for me i never realized what i was missing out on with oa i am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. So we just finished up uh, where I lose at case or no case again. And we're going to talk about the Judge Judy uh, lawsuit and how uh, she is struggling financially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Golly, man, that woman's made some good money. And I and I applaud her, by the way. I applaud her for doing that. But Todd, tell us the story and why the first paragraph is so important and so interesting to you of the complaint. Well, she has been sued and is facing lawsuits based upon unjust enrichment for the transfer and how the rights to the Judge Judy show, which is, let's face it, it's worth a ton of money because it rakes in in a ton of money. And she has been paid very nicely out of it. And those that there are those that claim like an individual, Richard Lawrence and Rebel Entertainment Media or whatever the name of that. Uh, group is, they claim that they have not been paid justly out of the transfer of this ent- this show from you know one entity to another. Well, Judge Judy has now filed a lawsuit against Mr. Lawrence, essentially saying, as I read it, if everything you said in your complaint was actually true, then you got paid about $22 million you shouldn't have been paid for, because you can't prove any of that. And that's what this new lawsuit is. But the interesting thing is usually when complaints are filed, they have the uh, the language that is not so filled with invective. I say professional. <laughs> supposed to be professional. Supposed to be professional. Folks, I am going to read to you the first paragraph of the complaint. Is this the complaint that Rep filed against... This um, is the complaint that Judge Judy has filed, the first paragraph of the $22 million complaint that Judge Judy has filed against Richard Lawrence. And I quote, quote, Defendant Richard Lawrence is an unethical and self-dealing talent agent and one of the luckiest men in the world. Lawrence did not package the Judge Judy daytime television series, and yet, in what is the most absurd, unconscionable, and unlawful purported packaging fee arrangement in the history of television, Lawrence and his agency have been paid in excess of $22 million in fees, effectively stealing from the series' bona fide profit participants, including Shindlin. (laughs) Which is Judge Judy. Judge, Judge Judy. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> I mean, and 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 interesting in this is that she's complaining also that these um these people these plaintiffs are also attorneys. Yes. And so in California, if you have any kind of relationship with an attorney, that attorney fee agreement, if it's if the attorney's going to get more than a thousand dollars, it has to be in writing. And she's claiming that they do not have contracts, written contracts, with any of their clients so that's a potential big issue a 22 million dollar faux pas she's claiming exactly 22 million bucks now the now the pr move that she has done here it's it's projected that if she prevailed on this lawsuit even though it's for 22 million the amount that she would personally pocket it's about four million after all the the other 18 gets dispersed where it needs to go and she has said that if she prevails on this lawsuit she will donate the entire 4 million to a charitable organization i believe it was the breast cancer foundation yes i think that's right yes and then she went on to say that if mr lawrence can produce a contract signed by me and mr lawrence on the same page at any time in history from the beginning of time, I will toast that contract, smear it with cream cheese, and eat it on national television. <laughs> mm, that's right. I remember that. That's good. That's good that, PR. That was that. That was that and was that's in a, that's in like a, a pleading or whatever. Now you call that, that part was not in a pleading. Oh. That part, what Denise just Twitter told you, or something? what or? Denise just told you, was Judge Judy's response yeah. through the media to the complaint filed by Lawrence against her. I see. What we read earlier was part of her complaint. If you read the whole complaint, we don't have time to do that here. 
that uh, that first paragraph just gives a flavor. <laughs> the, it's a 13-page complaint, and the entirety of it is filled with language like that. It's pretty it's all interesting. pithy and invective. And oh, all, yes. Oh, wow. It is very pithy. Thank you, Cal, for You're that. It's, yes. it's the word I think we all should use in this case. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. That's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> But that's that's the Judge Judy case. It was just because of that opening paragraph. I thought that, holy Toledo, if you want to have some interesting reading, read that. Although for you young lawyers out there, I would not recommend using that complaint as the template for which you use to file other complaints. suppose she wrote this herself or her legal team did? Oh, well, you Our know, legal team did. But, yeah. that, but she, I'm sure, reviewed it and said, spice it more. Yeah, it, look, it <laughs> certainly, some punch. It certainly sounds, it, if, if you can imagine the language and, and the personality of Judge Judy on the bench in the show, you could see this complaint being directly pulled from a transcript of that show. It is her personality. Right. So whoever wrote it has, has been able to channel Judge Judy into their writing. Right. I, like I said, the lawyers wrote it in a normal fashion, and she said, let me do a few uh, additions and redactions. Yes, I, I've provided you with a red line edition. <laughs> it's all red, by the way. What do you mean red? It looked like you cut yourself and bled all over the bleeding. Pretty much. That's how I wanted to read. Okay. I mean, this obviously was a PR-designed complaint, one that she knew people would look at oh, yeah. and wanted to read and lay it out in this slap these guys in the face language. Isn't that what it seems like to you? I think she wanted to identify with the other people that were supposed to be profit partners and get them on her side. Honestly, that's what it looks like because um, she put herself in their corner by, yeah. by this cross-complaint. For anybody that's out there that could be part of this, why not back the winning horse? Sure. And, and Judge G, I'm not calling you a horse. I'm not calling you a horse. I'm just using that metaphorically. I don't want to incur the wrath of Judge Judy. Mm. You know what my husband called me this morning? Not a horse, I hope. Please. No, he no. called me Dog the Bounty Hunter. Because <laughs> when I woke up, my hair was screwed back. <laughs> and he said... For Denise to go off track like that means this was really not an exciting hour to receive. <laughs> it's about someone calling someone else an animal, right? <laughs> so what's going on with Uber and Lyft? We're well, talking just, about just Uber and Lyft. Just to make sure Lyft. we update this, Denise, Den- Denise makes reference to the fact that her husband referred to her as an animal. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Congratulations. Oh, and now we got to go to commercial. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Denise Durst. <laughs> His name's Michael, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I just wasn't going to. I didn't want to name his name. I want Michael's name. Out there, that's for sure. <laughs> that's a bad one, Cal. Well, we got a minute left. We're gonna talk about Uber and Lyft in California. What's going on? They're threatening to leave California, uh, uh, and it's concerning AB5 law. We'll be right back talking about that. So, if Uber leaves, who will you call for a ride? Maybe your mom. I don't know. Tough situation coming up next on the Radio Law Talk program. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. 
I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Warning. Don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 that's 800-617 you can help boys are weird stop whining Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So, uh, in California, they've passed AB5, and there's been lawsuits uh, going even up to the the courts determining whether or not Uber and Lyft um, should be, uh, the drivers should be uh, basically employees of Uber and Lyft. And it's going uh, badly against Uber and Lyft as the California courts are saying yes they are employees and therefore uh, uh, and then the AB5 passes which basically says that they're employees and, and look you know how do I say this uh, without getting in trouble with the, I don't mind getting in trouble with it, but it's it just sure seems like the government wants more money California needs more money wants more money so they're trying to get Uber and Lyft now let me tell you um, and, and I got to be careful what I'm saying here is I do have cases that I'm going against Uber and Lyft right now and uh we like the fact that they're employees. You know, you, you know I, I look at this, and from Uber and Lyft's standpoint, it makes it like a law firm, Uber and Lyft. Um, to, from their standpoint, I can kind of understand why they would feel a certain amount of frustration, given that prior to even starting the service, I'm certain they researched the law and then came up with policies for their company that say under the current status of the law, people would be independent contractors under the way that the law is right now. Mm -hmm. And maybe these court battles were going back and forth. And then finally the government just said, all right, we'll just go ahead and change the law. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what they did. And it it wasn't the government. Initially it was the California State Supreme Court. Yes, it was. And then the the law then followed the Supreme Court. That's right. And do you guys remember? I mean, it has been many years ago, probably three years ago, where we had an Uber and Lyft driver call in and say, I am a 1099 self-employed individual. I like being an independent contractor. I can work for both companies. 
that makes the most profit for me because then I truly can write off my expenses, which they are great when I'm self-employed uh, driver. And I, he like gave all these reasons why he should be self-employed. And it was a, a very helpful phone call. Now, you say it was the Supreme Court. Typically what happens is that the Supreme Court will issue a decision that is contrary to the government's interpretation of a code. And so then the government will come back and pass a law. And oftentimes you see this, this law is passed in response to the case of so-and-so versus so-and-so decided by the Supreme Court to specifically reject that judicial interpretation of legislative intent. So this is what we say that it is supposed to mean. Right. But yeah. in, in this case, it wasn't. It, it they was the wanted same. to, yeah. they wanted to legislate the Supreme solidify Court's decision yeah. and solidify it because it means more money because what happens now, Lyft and Uber have to go back and pay the taxes for these employees that they did not uh, take out of their paychecks and yep. who's, all that is on Lyft and Uber's backs. They're not going after the employees or the independent contractors that are now deemed employees. You know, when we went to break, Cal had this question. You know, if Uber and Lyft go out of business, who will be able to take you wherever you have to go? My mom. And I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> there's there's like probably 100,000 taxi cabs throughout the state of California all going, uh, been here the whole time. That's right. <laughs> Employee. You know. I own my own business. It's three times the price now, but... Yeah, but you know, they're they're over there like the uh, like the jilted girl is like, oh, did you get dumped by your new girlfriend, and now you want to come back for the booty call? All right, well, let's do the meter drop. I'll give you a ride. But I mean, <laughs> aren't aren't taxi cabs also independent contractors? I mean, they come in when they can't. I mean, how I don't does know. that how does well, that work? It, no, it, in like it, yellow it, cab. Well, he, and, here's and here's places like that. Sorry. Here's one yeah. of the here's one of the previous one of the previous ways that it was viewed as to whether or not somebody was an independent contractor. First, the biggest change in the law is that everybody is a presumptive employee unless the employer can prove they're an independent contractor. That wasn't always the case. But there's a whole list of factors and criteria, and some of the big ones are, does the does the individual provide their own tools? Is it their own car? Is it their own ability to do this kind of stuff? Are they free to schedule their own hours? Do they have to work? Do you schedule them? How much control does the entity have over the individual? Is that their main job? Yes. That specific person, that, so, you know, Uber and Lyft. So you know? one of the big arguments for Uber and Lyft was, look, we got folks that drive for both. And we don't keep them from doing that. You can be an Uber driver. You can be a Lyft driver. If you got a car, you can sign up with whatever. You can go ahead and deliver food on DoorDash. You can go ahead and do Grubhub. You, we don't require that you be exclusively with us, which, pre, which previously was the hallmark right. of independent contractor status well, here, because they're using their own car. Well, here's the issue. Here's some well, couple of issues. To answer that, Yellow Cab has employees. So okay, they do have employees, it. just to answer that. that. So, Fred, what you got? Yeah, yeah. So what? here's the issue. The issue is, and by the way, I am on the cusp of this, so I kind of know what's going on. The, the issue is they don't have complete control. Uber and Lyft do. So Uber and Lyft have now uh, made their technology platforms. They've, I'm going to say, loosened them so the Uber and Lyft drivers can view more information now about the upcoming rides and have more say in uh, the, and control over their selections than Lyft and Uber did. They've, right. all, they've, they've done that to try to sub, 
subvert the issue of whether or not they're an employee. They also have made the arguments that they don't control the workers on their job, which is part of this the three-pronged test. So, so they're, they're starting loosening things up. Now, why are we talking about this now? What has happened is the state of California said you have to abide immediately mm-hmm. or you know, we're coming after you, and they got the, the appellate court just held, look, we're going to give you a little bit of time to either legally fight this or step out because Uber and Lyft said we're leaving California. Now, don't forget, Uber and Lyft are in other states. Don't forget, in Texas, Uber and Lyft did this one other time, and they walked out of Texas because they didn't like the rules of background checks that they had to do in Texas. Texas reversed its law, and Uber and Lyft came back. So Uber and Lyft are kind of claiming they've got some power. But guess what? When there's a vacuum... Guess what happens? Someone else steps in. In fact, there's two companies I never heard of. One called Alto and one called called Arcade City are startups that are competitors to them are now saying they're coming into California. And I would be curious to see what their business model is. How are you different from Uber and Lyft? Or is the only difference you'll tell your folks their employees? Because the big thing for Uber and Lyft right now is probably they could probably factor into the cost paying the employees from this point going forward, the real difficult cost. thing is the backlog yeah. of what they would have yeah. to pay. And employee costs in California are crazy with, with disability insurance and all these other. I mean, it's it's a lot. It if is they a had lot. to pay all that backup, they would just be hammered, it, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think their profits would be cut out. And let's not for, forget that Uber and Lyft, right around the first of the year, lost a key ally in all of this because the law, as it first was applied, 85, when it went into effect, also presumptively applied to trucking companies and to truckers. And the trucking companies got an exemption because they were regulated by federal law, the interstate uh, commerce, interstate trucking. So the trucking companies came out, which essentially pulls a major player out of the lawsuit to help foot the bill for all of this because the trucking companies are like, that's not our worry. We got our exemption. And newspapers just got a break as well for a certain period of time. Newspapers did. That's because they buy ink by the barrel. But uh, radio stations stepped in and said, hey, wait a minute. What about us? And they said, yeah, sorry. Well, okay, here you go. You you want the answer? (laughs) Alto is not a gig like Lyft or Uber. Alto, this is from their website, Elevating on-demand rides safely is our service. Predictable timing. It's your ride with your vibe. Compensation. No more changing gig, chasing gigs. Our drivers are salaried and average $13 to $15 an hour. We have a paid time off program and benefits for full-time employees. Wow. No more expenses. Alto provides the late model SUVs. We cover all nice. gas and maintenance costs. They're coming in as a, a, a pseudo-taxi company. Yeah, I was going to say they sound like ABC Cab to me or Yellow yeah, Cab or whatever. But yeah, they're yeah. coming in cheaper, I think, than the cab companies, the, I think. I, I think the only the only thing there is going to be whatever regulatory hoops that taxi companies have to go through, and I believe it's with the Public Utilities Commission, to yeah. get their certificate to run a taxi. Now they're going to be saying, how come these folks get to essentially run a taxi company? Because now it's no longer even a gig economy. How do they get to do it and not jump to the same hoops we had to? So see what happens. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. But they've got until Tuesday to figure this thing out or they're either leaving California or they're going to allow uh, keep arguing the case to say that they are not employees. 
Uh, we're going to be back talking about Maxwell's depositions and the Epstein case when we come back. If you'll stay right there, there is much more Radio Law Talk coming up, and we'd appreciate it if you would. And if you miss anything, don't forget to check for back episodes over on radiolawtalk.com. They're all lined up there for you to check out. Corway will be back. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Fancy pants peanut butter? A big screen television? You haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's gonna flip his shoes with two buckles? What do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying whiskey shots for everybody in the bar. From the looks of it, I'd say nobody even remembers. Feed the pig. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. 
Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country. Guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life at VeteransCrisisLine.net. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. So, uh, Cal, do, do me a favor. Let's, let's do some little kids' uh, sayings. We haven't done that in a while. We like, I just like to hear, you know, that's anecdotal because we do anecdotal things. We're going to talk about the that Mac 12. Is yeah, that's an anecdotal question that I asked you because... I like those little sayings that you need to be using those Stop more. Stop whining. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm whining about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, you got it. I'm done. You got it. Oh, come on. Yeah, just keep it, keep it going, Cal. Uh, we're going to talk about the Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, 855-LAW-RADIO. You can listen to us live on www.radiolawtalk.com. We're here every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific time. Um, we just love doing this show, and uh, I'm not quite sure when uh, your radio, local radio station listens to us, but uh, if you're hearing this uh, not live, tell them, hey, we'd like to uh, push it live, and uh, we're getting a lot of great feedback of our show. I, I think we have a little bit of fun, and yet we're uh, inter- following some interesting things. Remember, I have to give you this, general topics of law, we're seek counsel, we're not giving legal advice. Uh, and that's what uh, we always say. But you know what? That is armadillo. I like all this. I'm trying to say something that makes you hit me with something else with the kids when I'm talking about uh, Maxwell's deposition. So Epstein, everybody knows. And I know you're tired of hearing about it, but this is interesting. So what happened is uh, Epstein got sued early on in a civil case. And Max, uh, uh, this Maxwell lady who is his right-hand person throughout this alleged uh, incidences uh, that Epstein um, did with uh, young gals. Not alleged. One was, actually, he was found guilty and he pled guilty to. Um, but uh, she, the, apparently she ha- gave a deposition. And a deposition, apparently, my understanding is, is it was a sealed deposition. It was supposed to be uh, she only did it under the guise that it was not to be revealed. It had uh, it had some uh, um, restrictions on revealing it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now the issue is they want to release these depositions. Who's they? Who they, wants that, to... that is the prosecution. Okay. Wants to release the step at these depositions um, that occurred four years ago, and Miss Maxwell is fighting this. Because they believe, which to some degree, it may cause, quote, irreversible and unconstitutional negative publicity 
and undermine the truth-seeking function of her trial. Are you serious? Yep, that's right. That's right. And then they can, and so this is this is what they're worried about. It's going to automatically find her guilty because she did these depositions in a civil case when she probably wouldn't have if she knew she was going to be prosecuted. This is another. What's the other one this is like? Cosby. Cosby. That's exactly yes. what happened in Cosby's case. A, don't trust the court system when they say we're going to hold something inviolate. And B, what's the difference between a deposition and witness testimony? Yeah. Why do, why do we need both? Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Sorry, I, what I was going to say is that in, if it's a civil matter, it's totally different than a criminal matter. Right. When she's testifying in a civil matter, she's not thinking her Fifth Amendment rights necessarily. It's going to be confidential. So it's, nobody's going to ever be able to use this deposition against her in any way. This is just like the non-prosecution agreement in Crosby. Cosby, he went ahead and did a civil deposition because right. he got a non-prosecution agreement with that at the time district with attorney, the DA, yep. right? Which you would think that would be in sanct or sanct. Uh No, now what we're finding out, I know I said that wrong. Sanct, sanct, sacrosanct. Thank you. Well, I didn't know what that word was in the first I place. I, look, I don't want to create a riff, but um, well, so never mind. Go on. No, don't, don't, don't. don't. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. He's using my definitions against me. <laughs> you can't use a malapropes against us. That's not fair. <laughs> so anyway, this is exactly why lawyers, yep. you need lawyers. You need lawyers that see things differently and that protect you. That's all I can but say. But we're going to jump back to the Cosby thing. I know we're going. That still irritates me, the fact that this guy comes in, uh, whether, whether he... Bill Cosby did something wrong or not. That's not the issue here. He comes in. I'm not given my deposition testimony. I'm protecting my Fifth Amendment rights. And they say, wait a minute. The DA says, we will not prosecute you. And then they go ahead and use it against him. Look, the uh, new prosecutor yeah, comes on board and I, 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 that and, agreement's and, out the wall. And by the way, that's up on the Supreme Court, um, uh, the state Supreme Court. Yeah. Or, and, and I think it's going to be overturned. So, so here's a question, uh, the question and answer. When would a statement, any statement that Maxwell made, when would such a statement made during the depositions ever come to light in a criminal case? When would that happen? And and if you understand hearsay, hearsay is an out-of-court statement made, and it's being introduced for the truth of whatever is in the statement. And so the question here is, hearsay, generally speaking, is inadmissible. So if Miss Maxwell, at first blush, you would say, if Miss Ma- Maxwell is not testifying, how is it that you can use statements that she has made in a case to overcome uh, to prosecute her and overcome the hearsay objection. To I know that. that answer. The answer. And the, object, and the answer is? The answer is they're not going to use it. The, the, their argument here is it's getting out into the public. It's not an issue. They're not saying they're using it during the criminal case. They're just letting it out to the public. Now, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. There could be an order saying that the contents of this can be released to both parties for use at trial with a gag order that is not to be released, and if it's found out who did release it, subject to sanctions, if it's released publicly. The issue here is whether or not this can be used at trial. Now, first, there's an exception to the hearsay rule called the party opponent 
statements of a party opponent. And in the criminal trial, Maxwell is a party opponent. It's the federal government versus Maxwell. And so you overcome the hearsay rule if any statement by a person that's your opponent in the party has been made, which she made at the deposition. So that could come in. The other exception could be, and and the judge may or may not allow this to come in, but if Maxwell ultimately chooses to take the stand in her own defense, I could see the judge at this point saying, I'm not going to let these records of the deposition, I'm not going to let these be released. I'm going to keep them under seal. But if Maxwell takes the stand in her own defense and then starts saying things that are directly contrary to statements she made in the deposition, guess what? All bets are off. It's coming into impeachment. Right. So it's kind of first they have the court has to decide, are we going to unseal these depositions? Yes. So that's the first question. The second question is, will we what use will we allow them to be? Right. How which should only be for use at trial. I agree. I don't think it should be publicly disseminated. Absolutely. Um, let me let me just make one quick correction. This is a lawsuit from April 2016. That was her deposition in a civil defamation lawsuit against Maxwell by Miss Geffrey. I always be Geffrey, which is one of the ones that claim that uh, she was a sex slave of Epstein. Or I think Geffrey is the one who has also made the claim that she and uh, the prince. Right. Hooked up. Right. So this that's the law. So Jeffrey sued um, Maxwell for right. defamation right. because um, what happened is that Maxwell denied right. that the events she claims that happened to her that's, happened. It's, it's backwards. Okay. It so. was Jeffrey was sued for defamation gotcha. for claiming that oh, she was right. kept as a sex slave and that Maxwell had. Uh, taken care of this. So it was a now settled defamation lawsuit against the British socialite Virginia Guthrie, yes. who said gotcha. that Epstein kept her as a sex slave. So exactly. uh, stuff, things that Maxwell said as part of, and this is where it differs from the Cosby thing, mm-hmm. because Cosby gave a deposition in a case where he was a defendant, and so he gave deposition testimony to defend himself. Nope. Uh, in the in the one case where he... no 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 yeah it was a civil so what happened is the DA said we won't prosecute you go ahead and do your deposition and be sued and settle it civilly that's yes. right but again he was the defendant in a civil case where he was being sued yes Bill Cosby. so he was the defendant in both a civil case and a in a criminal case in this case here Maxwell was part of the plaintiffs was the plaintiff right. in the civil case right. and so she started the ball rolling. In, in that case, yes, yes, she was part of the plaintiffs because she and Epstein sued for defamation. Virginia Guffrey for defamation because Guffrey claimed that she was kept as a sex slave by Maxwell. So when we come back, let's just finalize this. There's an interesting Bill Clinton thing that we've talked about that were, was released some pictures. We want to talk about the pictures and the legalities of it. And Denise and I have already talked about this. Well, our third hour. Join us, hour three. Like Fred said, Third Hour Radio Law Talk is coming up momentarily, so stay tuned. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Dr. Greg, host of the Chosen Generation radio show. I like discounts, and I bet you do too. If you're age 50 or older, the Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC for short, has plenty of discounts available for their members. Airlines, hotels, restaurants, auto insurance, and help with your Medicare plans. What I like most about AMAC is they understand my values and they're fighting for them every day. Unlike the other guys that just talk a good game, AMAC is actually holding to my biblical Christian American constitutional values. It feels good to belong to a true American organization. Why don't you join me by calling them at 855-696-7930. That's 855-696-7930. Again, the number is 855-696-7930. And use the promo code Pastor Greg. That's Pastor Greg, and get your first year on me.